Yeah. Where you at, folks? I'm here, RJ, and welcome to the second episode of the Redirections podcast. And in this episode, I wanted to share with you stories that led to one of the biggest redirections in my life. And that redirection pertains to my career choice or choices. <laughs> I still don't know what to make of it. But anyway, let's start with answering this very popular question back when we were still young. And that question is, ano bang gusto mong maging paglaki mo? I know we had a lot of fun answering this question because there's this feeling of pride. There's this feeling of hope that whenever we answered this question, like, gusto maging doktor, which was my personal answer, by the way, or gusto maging teacher, or gusto kong maging tulad ni papa, ni engineer, or gusto kong maging katulad ni mama, na bank teller. So, there's this sparkle in our eyes when we answered this question back then. But then, as we grew older, mm, at least for me, <laughs> and you'll discover later on why, but it became harder and harder for me to answer this question growing up. Because unlike others who, you know, have this like one true calling like everybody like my classmates already knew that okay i'm gonna be a nurse i'm gonna be a doctor i'm gonna be an engineer i'm gonna be a teacher ako wala pa i graduated from high school still not knowing what it really was na talaga gusto kong i-pursue well i had But, you know, hindi siya firm. Hindi siya kasing firm tulad nung sa iba. So, I thought and I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I even got through college feeling that way. I graduated from college feeling and thinking that way. Until I chanced upon this YouTube video months after I graduated. And it was a TED Talk by Emily Wapnick where she discussed this concept of being a multi-potentialite. So, what is a multi-potentialite? So, a multi-potentialite is simply a person who can pursue different passions or has a lot of different interests and if you want to get into more details as to how she actually explains it um you could look it up on youtube it's still there i believe it's emily wapnick e-m-i-l-i-e w-a-p-n-i-c-k again emily wapnick so everything that she mentioned within those 15 minutes hit me so hard and I was like okay that's me 
And for the first time in my life, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I felt sure, at least partially sure, <laughs> of where am I going in terms of career, in terms of what am I going to do with my gifts, with my talents, with everything. So, um, from here on, I'm going to share with you stories, um, my challenges, my struggles with being a multi-potentialite, and what we are actually capable of doing. But before I go into that, um, I just like to make it clear, okay, that I'm not saying that multi-potentialites like us are better. Neither are we lesser than the specialist. Like when I say specialist, like people who have this one true calling. I'd rather have it as like people who complement what each other is doing. Like coexisting in harmony. Like one wouldn't function without the other and vice versa. So I hope that if you resonate with the stories and if you identify as a multi-potentialite, congratulations. <laughs> and if you do not identify as a multi-potentialite, I also still encourage you to take a listen and see what you can discover about people around you perhaps who might be multi-potentialites as well. So, going back, a multi-potentialite is a person who has a lot of different interests or can pursue different passions. Basically, that was me. Ever since I was a child, like I had a lot of different interests and it didn't bother me at all. Like I, I thought it was pretty normal. When I was four, I started playing the piano. Well, actually, it was tambourine before the piano. <laughs> and then I also got into dance, specifically drama dance. You know, it's more of like a storytelling. And then I was really fond of science. Um, I participated in a lot of quiz bees since I was in grade four. And it was always science. And then came high school still um i was really interested with science but particularly i fell in love with chemistry and there was also that one point in my life where i stated i wanted to become a chemical engineer i was really fond of our chemistry lessons and i actually was kind of very interested as well in the coconut industry because i live in Quezon province and I'm a bit mad. <laughs> I was a bit mad ba back then. Um, considering that our province is abundant with coconuts. And yet, I don't see as many industries anchored in the abundance of coconuts as there should be. you know. And so, I wanted to become a chemical engineer so that I could like, devise or invent something out of coconuts but eventually that faded away i don't know why but it just happened and then 
right before I graduated from high school, I got so interested in reading a lot of books, particularly novels and watching movies. And I dreamed of becoming a writer and maybe an author of a suspense or a thriller novel or even a director of a movie in, in those genres. Which I kind of made true nung nag-college ako kasi in our English classes, like, there were opportunities where um, we can shoot films um, or short clips. And I remember, um, it's either I volunteer or my classmates choose me as either a director or um, maybe as a writer for the video projects. So, there. But see, I had a lot of interest and I wasn't even sure which one to pick. <laughs> because the society demands for us to pick one. Just one. So I was really confused. Like, ano ba talaga, RJ? Are you gonna be a teacher? Are you gonna be a chemical engineer? Are you gonna be a filmmaker? Are you gonna be a musician? Are you gonna be a dancer? What? <laughs> so buti na lang, I really chanced upon this video by Emily Wapnick. So, na-enlighten ako sa mga shinere niya. And I quickly identified with all of the characteristics that she mentioned. <laughs> well, not just the characteristics, but also the challenges that multi-potentialites face. One, yun nga, growing up in a society which tells you you need to pick one, just one. Okay. We were raised that way. You know, kaya nga tayo tinatanong nung bata pa tayo eh, like, anong gusto mong paglaki mo? <laughs> Anong gusto mong maging paglaki mo? Because everybody expects us to, you know, pursue this career that we are going to work on and progress until we die. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, hanggang sa mamatay ka, yun na yung gagawin mo. Yun na yung trabaho mo. But it was different for us. Another challenge that I had was that, especially when I was already working as a teacher, of course, there were really points where I would really get bored. <laughs> and so, uh, I remember uh, in those five years, mas kilala nga nila ako as a music teacher more than as an English teacher. <laughs> Funny because English yung specialization ko. Pero, I would always get involved in school productions, may mga events, and then I would choreograph everything, produce music. So, akala nila, music teacher ako. <laughs> so, there's that, there's that second challenge for in, you know, minsan, there's not enough variety in what we do. 
na kami na mismo yung gumagawa ng paraan para magkaroon ng variety. That's why I volunteer. That's why I, you know, I I even built clubs. Like, in my last three years as a teacher, I formed two. One is a dance crew, Tiger Toes. And then the other one is a pop singing group that is Canario. So, still, music. And so everybody thought <laughs> I was a music teacher and not an English language teacher. So, that's funny. But anyway, that's just me making ways for me not to get bored. You know, kasi hindi ako mapakali ng isa lang yung ginagawa ko. All throughout. I needed variety. I needed a break. I needed something different that would make me excited. So, there. But no, again, that's a challenge because not every uh, workplace offers that opportunity. Ang hirap nun. I couldn't imagine myself being, you know, seated from 8 to 5 just doing one thing. That's torture <laughs> for me. So, yeah, there's the challenge. Another one is, you know, lagi coming na label na kalat, distracted, unproductive. Because this one got confirmed just lately. I mean, maybe just this year. Yeah, when I took uh, the Colby A test, if you want, you could look it up. It's Colby K-O-L-B-E-A test. And one of the things that struck me the most dun sa results is that I can actually pursue multiple projects within the same time frame. So, akala ko dati it was a bad thing for me. Because, yun nga, like, I'm teaching and then I'm preparing for the student's concert and then I am writing my own action research. So, there's like three things within this within the same time frame. So, everybody thought that I was uh, punishing myself for doing those things. But actually, I, I wasn't. Like, I was actually enjoying. I was actually enjoying doing those things. That's another challenge. Like, people, most of the time, don't allow us to work at our own style, you know? And within, like, rigid set of standards, like, there's a step-by-step process for everything. And for me, it was really restricting. Na parang hindi ko nagagawa ng maayos yung dapat kong gawin when I follow step-by-step procedures. Like, I don't know. That's for me. Like, again, that's a struggle because most workplaces would require you to follow, strictly follow a set of guidelines, a set of timelines. Those do not necessarily work 
for us at the very least. Then another challenge is daming challenge, no? <laughs> well, ganun talaga. I guess it springs from the fact that the society doesn't deem it normal at all. So, going back, another challenge of being a multipotentialite is simply the confidence. Basically. Because, again, most people are specialists. Like, they have honed their skill for a very long time. And they've been doing it day in, day out. And they're already masters at their own craft. Dumaan ako dun sa face na feeling ko, hindi ako magaling. Simply because I was a jack of all trades. There was this feeling of, like, I need to focus and master one thing, at least. Little did I know that I was actually working against my own grain. Like, I was working against my design na hindi ako ganun. Na it's okay for me to be a jack of all trades. And so, dahil hindi ko nga alam yun, dahil hindi nga ako in touch dun sa identity ko, na I can actually pursue a lot of things, I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I'm not good. I felt like I'm not capable of doing anything masterfully. So it was a bummer for me. Inaatake na ako ng imposter syndrome. And lalo na kapag ito na, kapag tinatanong ka ng mga kasama mo, especially when I resigned and when I pursued freelancing, kapag tinatanong na ako, oh, anong ginagawa mo ngayon? What do you do? Ayan na. Pahirap pa na lalo sumagot. <laughs> Kasi hindi ko alam kung, one, may intindihan ba nila yung ginagawa ko? Two, okay ba ako sa ginagawa ko? <laughs> Can I really treat this as a decent job or something? Like, kasi may, of course, may connotation na this is just a side gig, na ano lang siya, hobby, and you need to have something stable, you know, as a source of income. And, you know, again, going back to that one true calling na kailangan may isa kang ginagawa. That really ruined my confidence. Like, I didn't, really know how to answer that question even for myself like what do you do like rj what do you do and so yeah there were a lot of challenges in being a multi-potentialite but <laughs> but of course there are things that multipotentialites can really excel in. And these things, I've realized along the way na. Like, ginagawa ko na pala siya dati. Pero, hindi ko lang namamalayan, hindi ko lang napapansin. But again, thanks to that TED Talk, I was able to confirm that, hey, RJ, okay ka naman pala. <laughs> so, One of those things is that we're actually good at synthesizing. Like, we're actually good at taking different pieces, 
seemingly unrelated pieces into one single thing. Napipigayong creativity kapag there are several unrelated things. For example, back when I was still producing uh, musical numbers for school events, there was this one instance na nag-renovate yung school and wala rin kaming budget for us to, you know, build sets, something. And we were given this bare white wall. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> like, how am I going to make this interesting? And so, while I was uh, teaching inside the classroom one day, we were using the projector and one of my students created this presentation and has all these animations. Sabi ko, wait, alam ko na. <laughs> so, to make the long story short, the next day, um, I created this uh, simple animation on PowerPoint. Basically, what happened was like projection mapping. So, parang yung mga elements in the screen, we projected it dun sa malaking-malaking white wall. And yung mga animations ng mga shapes and clip parts and everything, sinusundan yung sayaw ng mga bata. It was fun to do. I mean, you know, um, napupush yung creativity when, you know, there's a problem that needs to get solved. And feeling mo, wala kang solution at hand. But if you're going to look at everything that you have, there's actually a way for you to bring them together and work on a solution. So, that's one thing that multipotentialites are capable of doing. Another thing is that we learn fast. Not because, I don't know, maybe that's how our brains are wired, but it's uniquely fast for multipotentialites. I think it's because when we take interest on one thing, we're really interested on that one thing. And you know what? Genuine interest causes one kapag pinag-aaralan niya isang bagay. It gives you a deeper connection with what you're learning. And so you learn faster. So everything becomes faster. And not only faster, but at the same time, you carry it with you along the way. I think that's one of the strengths of multipotentialites as well. Another thing is that we're pretty flexible. Not in terms of physical. <laughs> uh, well, maybe some are. like They can do all sorts of things, bending and breaking their bodies and all. But what I mean is that we can adapt to a lot of different situations. Simply because we see everything as a learning opportunity to dive into something we've never experienced before. I think that's also one of the best things about multipotentialites. And last but definitely not the least, multipotentialites can act as moderators. Like in a room of specialists, I believe there needs to be at least one multipotentialite. Because Specialists have like their own ideas about something. They're they're coming from very different perspectives. 
But again, going back to uh, multipotentialites being good synthesizers, when situated in a group of people with varying, even clashing perspectives, still, multipotentialites can make something out of those. I remember not just one, like for many instances, I believe. Now, there are a lot of faculty meetings back when I was still a teacher. There were a lot of ideas, but then there were a few of us who would just sit silently and make meaning and make connections out of every single thing that we are hearing instead of, you know, deciding which one is right, which one is wrong. So by saying that, I'm saying that I'm not the only multipotentialite in that room. I believe there are others too. Because I could see them. <laughs> I could see them and we share the same perspective that we don't need to choose. We just need to, you know, make connections out of those perspectives. And so I think that's one good thing. Again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, na multipotentialites are not better or even lesser than specialists. As I see it, we can work together. We can work hand in hand. We can complement what each other is doing. It just so happens na magkaiba tayo ng style, magkaiba tayo ng approach. But it doesn't mean that we cannot work together. Both are essential in workplaces. Like there needs to be a specialist. There needs to be a multipotentialite. So if you, yes you, if you identify as a multipotentialite, I congratulate you sincerely because I know it's not easy. I know it's really challenging. But if you just dare to step in and embrace your identity, I'm sure there are a lot of things that would open up for you. There are a lot of good things coming your way just because you dared to step into your zone. And that's how God designed us. I guess for me, as for what I believe, I really trust that God didn't make a mistake wiring me this way. I've come to accept that He has planted a lot of seeds in my heart and it's okay for me to pursue them. First, whenever he wants me to pursue them, of course, in his guidance and in his wisdom, then yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and the second is that you will feel more fulfilled, more purposeful, and happier just because you're not working against your grain. Like, you can now do things and work based on who you are and not just who the society wants you to be. And so, the same goes with the specialist. If you are listening to this and the stories didn't really resonate with you, but somehow I believe that you know a person or two who show signs or symptoms 
<laughs> no really i don't want to use that term because that makes uh multipotentialite sound like it's a disease or something but kidding aside um you may know somebody who has a lot of interests like you may see it as and dami niya namang ginagawa or distraction lang yun dapat may isa siyang ginagawa well then i hope that by listening to the stories that i've shared Maybe you could consider to be more accepting and more sensitive about, you know, how to talk and deal and work with these kinds of people. So we can work hand in hand. We can complement what each other is doing. It just takes acceptance and sensitivity for that to happen. And so. Again, I hope that you learned a thing or two from this episode. And before I go, I just want to say that you are fearfully and wonderfully created by God. And one of the best ways to make him smile today is by embracing how he has designed you and pursuing the passions he has planted in your heart. Yeah.